eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, here we go. We start a new week. We do a podcast. It's a cast in a pod, and his name is Al. And, well, how, you know how it goes. Al, what's up? Oh, hi, Jerry. Uh, so here's something that uh, happened to me that I wanted to pass along as sort of a, a public service announcement so it doesn't happen to others. So I, uh, you know, I got a new uh, phone a couple weeks back. I didn't know that. Yeah, I got a, I, uh, I finally updated my iPhone. I got the 13. I had had the 8. So, you know, part of the process is you trade in your old phone. And since I don't like to leave my house, I do everything online. I ordered the phone. It showed up at the door. They send you a uh, a box and everything to with pre-postage, and you send it back. Right. And then you get your credit. I had a $160 credit that they were going to give me. So I, uh, I, I box it up properly, and then when I'm here in New York the one day, I go, well, I'm, I'm parked over by the post office. I'll go bring my phone to the post office. And I went in there, and I saw just this big uh, container of packages that it said, put packages here. Yeah. Said, All right. So I threw my package on top there. Well, weeks have gone by and uh, got an email from Apple yesterday going, <laughs> we haven't uh, received your phone yet. Do you plan on... Uh... Mm, mm. <laughs> so now what? Like, I guess I'm screwed. There's there's yeah. nothing even in that package that indicates that's my phone. Without tracking, there's, I yeah. went through this with the calendars. Yeah, without uh, tracking, there's nothing I could do about it, no, right? I shipped out 600 calendars, mailed out 600 yeah. calendars. And since it was a fundraiser, we were trying to keep costs low. And, you know, we weren't doing tracking because if you add tracking, it's another three or four dollars. And so we just mailed things. And I would say if I had a guess, I'd say five hundred and eighty five of them got where they had to go. But there were a solid 10 to 15 that never showed up where they were supposed to be. Yeah. And it's uh, without tracking there. You're kind of poop out of luck. Yeah. I feel like my laziness cost me because instead well, of waiting in line and handing it to a person and like getting a receipt of some sort. See, I would have done tracking if it was something like that. Yeah. Just because it's something of value. Like the calendar to me, while you don't want to have to resend 10 of them, you know, because that cost you money. And the end of the day, it wasn't costing a fortune and you just do right by the people and you send them the new one. You're talking about something that $160 worth of value. Yeah. 
Like, I could have kept that phone and used it as, like, a TV remote control or something. Or you could have kept the phone, and that's, that is true, too. Yeah. So that's, that's on you, unfortunately. I hate to oh, yeah. say that. But... No, I'm taking responsibility for that one. Yeah, that's that a rough on one. Me. First of all, I should never go to a New York City post office. God knows what goes on in these places. <laughs> Why I didn't take that to Bradley Beach post office and just handed it to I being lazy, though. Yeah. We're not lazy. I was like, hey, there's a post sense. office right here. Yes, it made sense. You know how many times with the calendars I parked by that post office just so I knew I yes. was going to go in there and spend an hour? Apple even said to me, they go uh, in the email, if we get your phone now, it's too late. We'll send it back to you. You're kidding me. No, they don't even want my phone now, even if it gets there. Wow. I didn't know they'd do that. Yeah. Okay. Well, well they're drawing the line. Then I was thinking, so much for it, your credit. is there some way, like, I don't know where that phone was going. Like, I don't know what, which part of the country. Do you see the stories out of Los Angeles where these thieves are taking packages off of cargo trains? Oh, come on. Yeah. Joe Rogan put out a video, and I, I, I don't think it was his video. I think he, he reposted a video that was going around the Internet. Right. And it's like the train tracks. You know, like if you see train tracks near where you live. Yeah. Just littered with open boxes of Amazon packages. That's amazing. So maybe my phone ended up there. So why don't you just, here's what I would do if I were you. Yeah. I would just take a walk to the New Jersey, to the nearest New Jersey transit right. line. Mm-hmm. Just walk down the tracks and look if you find your phone. See if I just look for my phone <laughs> or, or the box that I put it in. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, I was very. People suck, man. Honestly. Yeah. Thieves and criminals. I hope you get yours. Everybody wants the easy way out. It's yes. Unreal. Not everybody. A lot of people. Well, I did. That's why I just walked it up to the post office and threw it in that box instead Maybe of waiting not, in line. But you're not stealing from people. That's true, Jerry. I'm not. Rent. I am not stealing from people. God. Uh, I got a couple different interesting stories for you. One I had the other day for you, and then uh, Craig jumped in and joined us, so I yeah. didn't, I didn't get to it. And uh, the the story goes like this. I'll give you the headline, Jerry. A man's agonizing penis pain is found to be rare side effect of COVID. Hmm. His agonizing penis pain was blamed on a COVID infection. You ever have pain, uh, pain in your penis? I have. You have? Mm-hmm. I've had what felt like a cramp in my penis. Come on. Yeah, and I had to go to the urologist, and he gave me some sort of... Uh, were you having I don't sex know. after you had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? I don't know. <laughs> I drank a, my penis drank a lot of soda then was running around. I don't know what it was, but All I had kidding a, aside, were you were you sexually active a lot? I, I don't it was I don't it was it was not from that. Huh. I don't know what it was from, but the the doctor, the urologist gave me a um he gave me like a medication, an an oral pill that I guess eases or numbs the urethra. Until the whatever it is passes, and it wow, it just went away after that. But yeah, and so you've I, never had the penis pain again. I've never had the penis pain again. All right, thank goodness. Yeah, no one wants that. Now this man uh, suffered the uh, pain for three days before uh, being seen by a urologist. The discomfort began following an erection while having sex. He was a forty-five-year-old married fella. Uh, let's see, he had tested positive for COVID three weeks prior. And they think that uh, this was a side effect of the COVID. You know what I think? I think if you go to the doctor these days and you say something's bothering you, mm-hmm. side effect of COVID. That could be a COVID side effect. I really do. I actually think that that's the case. I, f- I almost feel like we're just making stuff up as we go along. I have no, I have no reason to believe that, but that's what I think. 
It says uh, tests at the hospital showed that the man had, quote, thrombosis of deep dorsal penile vein, which is a blood clotting in a vein that runs along the top of the shaft. The vein runs the whole length of the penis and is involved in supply of oxygenated blood to the organ. The ultrasound showed no blood flow in the vein due to a clot because of the COVID. Damn. They gave him a uh, blood thinning medication. Is that a baby aspirin? (laughs) Well, two months after starting the treatment, patient symptoms were completely disappeared, and he had no penile pain during erection and sexual disturbances anymore. I will tell you, you don't want a blood clot ever. But I guess if you're going to get it, that's not, that doesn't seem like that's fatal. At least that's treatable. Yeah, but I don't want a penis blood clot. Who does? I can't find one person who's interested in that. <laughs> no one not a single it. person. No, no one would want it. That's that's awful. That's a bad story. Uh, all of my stories today, Jerry, have to do with the private parts and uh, urination and all that sort of thing. All right. Save a couple minutes for me at the end because <clears throat> I'm going to ask people for help. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, here's number two, Jerry. A woman. How about this? This uh, involves the kidneys, which is involved in uh, peeing and that sort of thing. <laughs> a, a woman... Colleen you really is, should do the penis podcast. Al Dukes here with the penis podcast. <laughs> you should. Go ahead. I'm sorry. You're right. I could get... Like, imagine if you're scrolling looking for a podcast, and there was the one called the penis podcast. People would people would listen. I wonder if... I'm going to look that up later to see if uh, there is one. And if there is, I'll download and start listening. Where you could go the penis and vag pod. <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Why uh, not? There's a woman named uh, Colleen said uh, her boyfriend had been up front about he how he'd been struggling with chronic, chronic kidney disease since he was 17 years old. She decided that she would donate a kidney to him. He was wow. in need of a kidney, Jerry. How long were these two together? Well, let's see how long they were together. Let's see. As you read on. <laughs> As I read on. <laughs> if that's even it. Because to give someone a kidney, that's a, that's legit. Uh, it doesn't say here how long they were together, but uh, seven months after getting the kidney, he showed up and uh, said that he had uh, cheated on her and he needed to break up with her. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Wow. I mean, yeah. and that's a case where she, I gave you a kidney. And, like, she literally gave him a kidney. He said to her, after she had said, you're breaking up with me and I donated you a kidney. He said to her, quote, you only donated your kidney to look good. What? Like he was saying, like, you were trying to get, like, sort oh, credit. of credit, hero like status. Yeah, like what I would do if I donated. Imagine if I ever donated my kidney to, like, a family member. You'd have CBS, oh, NBC, my ABC, Fox, PIX, Channel 9, News 12, CNN. <laughs> I They'd would all con- be covering it. I would constantly be bringing it up at family get-togethers. Hey, enjoying that uh, water. It's going through your kidneys. Oh, <laughs> or should I say one of my kidneys? <laughs> You're such a jackass. Yeah. <laughs> now, my uh, my younger sister, she had, uh, she's all good now, but she went through a couple of cancer items. Right. At a young, you know, she was only in her 30s, mid-30s. Wow. But she, uh, she had uh, one of her kidneys removed as part of this. Now, if she had to get the other one removed, I probably was up for a kidney donation. Sure, yeah. I would have had to do that, right, Jerry? It's your sister, yes. It is my sister, right. I would certainly think so. But I would have looked for some sort of credit somewhere along the line. Like, I'd well, say to her, 
Do you mind if we call News 12? <laughs> you have Twitter. You can certainly tell everybody. <laughs> Here I am in the hospital. Here I am going in for surgery. Yep. That's right. Giving up a kidney. What That's have you done? Right. <laughs> so my sister owes me. Oh, jeez. Big time. Gave her a kidney. I would think so. In that case, yes. That's something. She would, you, right? You never finish repaying that. Right. And I'd be like every birthday and Christmas, I'd be like, I didn't get you anything because, you know, I did get you the kidney a couple <laughs> gave, of years back. I gave you life. Yeah. I gave you a kidney a few years back. I don't know if you remember. <laughs> Lifetime pass. And I'm going to read this headline here for you, Jerry. This is an interesting one. Only fans model with two vaginas. Oh, God. What are we doing? Uses one for work and one for play. The other one's called the uh, the butt. <laughs> Stop it. Well, I did knock it off. Uh, when this gal was 20, she learned that she not only had the standard one vagina, but had two vaginas. Is this real? Yes. There's a scientific term for it. It's called didelphis uterus. And most women with it don't find out until a routine exam with their gynecologist. So hold on. So they have one opening... But then two in. Well, I'm, I'm confused. Mm-hmm. How do you not know? Well, I guess you do. You, you can't see it. So that's what I'm saying. So they're they're both inside. I th- well, I'll tell you this. She um, she got out of a very bad relationship and started traveling the world and became a sex worker. Quote: I was able to use one vagina for work and one vagina for my personal life. Oh. No, no, honey, not there. That one's gross. <laughs> Which made the work a lot easier emotionally oh, and physically for me. Good Lord. After wow. I quit, I started OnlyFans filming adult content with both vaginas. And it's been very, very successful, she Would says. Would you even want to watch that? No. Yeah, I'm out on that. I'm not interested in any weird sexual things. <laughs> right? I, I gotcha. Yeah. Now that there, to me is a little freaky. There are not any photos that come along with this. But hmm. I'm going to look this up, uh, you know. Just go to your OnlyFans app. See if you can find <laughs> <it>. <laughs> Do you go into OnlyFans type in two vaginas? I'm only interested. So I'm not going to have one. Listen, right. Two. I'm not going to pay for content on OnlyFans with someone who just has one vagina. <laughs> I'd like to introduce you to my friend Mike. He has two penises. <laughs> I think they'd get along. Stupid. Really great, Jerry. Let really me ask you this. Do you think there's a possibility out there that there's a guy on this planet that's walking around with two penises? Yes. I do think there's someone walking. Sadly, so do I. I bet one is like kind of only half formed, though. But It's, it's like, a little, like a little pinky. Like a nub, yeah. Right. Like a little pinky. Oh, God. Feel what was this? Now, person. you need the audience's help, Jerry? Well, no, I don't need the audience's oh. help. I just... Advice? I don't know... So here's here is my weekend. I'll oh, okay. make it as quick as possible. So you're home right now. I am home. And okay. the reason why I'm home is is fourfold. So I went home Friday and my plan was to get on the charter flight with Rutgers and go to Minnesota on Friday afternoon. So I come home on Friday. The house was at sixty four degrees. Hmm, a little chilly. You were the only one uh, home? Yeah, when I got home. Okay, so you get home, you walk in, you go, hmm. House is a little cold. Doesn't seem right. Text my wife. She goes, yeah, I thought it was a little chilly this morning. Can you call and have the people? We have a service contract, and they come look at the furniture. Yeah, sure. You know what? Let me do that right now before I leave. Call. Make the appointment Saturday 8 to 4. They'll be there, and they're really good. They're always there. Fine. Fantastic. I now have about five minutes before I have to leave to go catch the bus, the team bus, to the plane. When I decide, yeah, before I go, let me just make sure I shut everything off downstairs because my office is down here where I do the show from when I'm home. And I open the basement door, and all I see is water. Oh. 
that's a problem. Okay, so now I head downstairs and I see more water and I say, woof, we've got a big problem. Do I get on the phone at Rutgers? I'm like, guys, I am not making this bus. I'm sorry, this is the deal. I'm going to try and take a 6 a.m. flight on Saturday. I'll meet you out there for the game tomorrow. Okay, so mm-hmm. we move on. How did go, they take that? Uh, they were totally cool. I mean, they're really, Al, when I tell you they are great. They are beyond accommodating. They totally understood, and okay. they figured it out. So long story short, I go get the wet vac. I come home, and because now I, I figure a, a pipe burst. So I'm vacuuming all the water. I'm like, okay, I turn the water off to the head, the main water valve. Everything's good. I vacuum up all the water, dumping it left and right. I can't for the life of me find where this water's coming from. Really? No, no idea. So all so my friend comes over. He can't find it either, and he's really handy. And he goes, here's what we have to do. we got to turn the water back on and see where the water's coming from. I'm like, oh, and we're going to have more water. Turn the water back on. We're looking at pipes. Nothing. And all of a sudden, I go into where the furnace is and where the hot water heater is, and there it is. Here comes the stream of water. I notice it's coming from the water tank. Turn the water off. Suck up the water. Call them. Uh, I also need you to look at the water tank. Okay, great. This is really going good. <laughs> so now everything's off. We have no water coming into the house. The heaters, the heat doesn't work. So is it's, the water tank still draining? Because was that broken or, or no? It drained to the point of where the crack was because I turned off the uh, water to the tank. Okay. So every hour I had to go down there and keep draining water, which was just tremendous. So now I'm, now I'm like, I don't know what to do. Do I take a flight? So I'm like, you know what? They're coming tomorrow. They'll fix it. I'm not worried about it. But I couldn't get a flight because the game in Minnesota started at 11 a.m. out there, and I couldn't. it just didn't work. So they handle that. That's good. The guy shows up. He comes and looks at the furnace. He comes up after about mm, half hour. He goes, I got good news and bad news. Which do you want first? I said, well, give me the good news. He goes, well, the good news is I showed up today. <laughs> the guy was really nice, too. Yeah. He goes, here's the bad news. He goes, furnace shot. I'm like, yeah, meaning not repairable. He goes, oh, no, this is not repairable. Oh, he goes, uh, it gets worse. He goes, the water heater is done. Ah, oh, okay. So now you're telling me I need a new water heater. <laughs> And I need a new furnace, and I need to replace all the flooring that I just put in in the basement six months ago. What type of flooring? Well, I've got like the you know like the pergo floor in the office, mm-hmm. and then there was part, a part of a carpet that we put in in the other part of the basement, and it's all ruined. Soaked. It's all ruined. Yeah, I'm like I'm still vacuuming out water that's underneath the. I started ripping up the rug already, and I'm oh, it, dude, it is just brutal. So you think that's bad enough? We put a new water heater in yesterday. A friend of mine who's a plumber came over and did it for us. Fantastic. We had hot water yesterday, though the house was cold. We have a fireplace and a space heater. We're good. We'll get through. They're coming today for the furnace to at least sell it to us and then figure out when they're going to come, hopefully tomorrow. Midnight last night. Beeping alarms. Carbon monoxide. At 12.05. Something my wife really? I said, why can't this happen at noon as opposed to midnight? Pack up the cats, grab clothes, get in the car, call the police. Al, I would tell you that there were probably eight, not eight, four cops, fire people, the gas people came. Uh, you had to see this scene in front of my house. Why would the cops come for carbon monoxide? Well, because you got to call 911 first. Oh, okay. So they send the cops over immediately. And then, so long story short, the gas company comes, the fire company comes, they got these carbon monoxide detectors, they go through the house, they say, listen, you do have a little bit of carbon monoxide, he goes, but it's it's so minimal, it would not have done anything. He goes, you have a bigger problem, though, he goes, your carbon monoxide detector is really old, they thought it was faulty. Okay, fine. He goes, but we have to turn the gas off to your house. I'm like, why? You have a gas leak. Oh, my gosh. Come on. So... 
they lock the gas. They red flag my gas. They're like, you got to get a plumber here to get, change the fittings. Because oh and he's showing me the he's showing me the reading. He goes, if you let us uh, a match right here, we'll blow up. Oh, okay, that's great, awesome. So I'm like, well, where am I going now? He goes, no, you can sleep here. You're fine. I'm like, but what? you just said there's carbon monoxide. He goes, I'm telling you, it's a trace amount. You're good. So at this point, I'm texting Spike and CeeLo to see if anybody's awake. They're not, and I don't expect them to. Is that I'm not like calling. midnight or one? This was probably between. This is probably like eleven between eleven fifty and one. So neither one responds. I'm not calling them because I know I have the capability to do it here in the house, and I ultimately decide to do that. But then I'm like, I couldn't sleep because I'm like carbon monoxide. Like right. I know they said there's not much in there. The silent killer, they call it. Yes. So I pretty much stayed up all night. I was fine. Came down here. Everything's good. I'm exhausted now. And everybody was all right. But now it's like I have my friend who's a plumber coming back at 3 o'clock today to hopefully, you know, redo the fittings and make sure everything's good. But then I got to wait for them to come back to test it, which might not be for a couple. This is unbelievable. And then the heating people are coming today as well, or they came on Saturday? They're coming today to sell me a new unit. And what do they think that's going to cost? Eight grand. Oh. Really? I am like, so about 1700 for the hot, because we got a really good hot water heater. Yeah. I figured if we're going to do it, let's do it right. Do it up. So it was like six, maybe it's 1650 I probably spent all in on the hot water heater. Now the furnace is coming. That's like 8000 And my entire flooring has to be redone. Like, shoot me. I guess my point is, like, do I go stay at a hotel now? For the, I, I don't know what to do. I have no hot water. The house is 53 degrees. And by the way, Wednesday night, the low is 12. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. There's only so many fires. The fire is good, but you've seen that, that sunken in room we have. It's a oh, big yes. room. It's a nice big room. The problem is it doesn't, the fireplace is nice if you're on top of it. It doesn't heat the room up. Though. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, you have to be in that room. Dude, I am. Lay like, a bunch of, like, sleeping bags down there. This is, uh, yeah. So I'm obviously going to go buy brand new carbon monoxide detectors. So that'll make me feel better. Okay. But. I don't know. So when's the when can the hot water people be there? Oh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I got to get my friends come over to fix the gas leak, and then I got to call them. And they told me don't call till it's fixed. So I have to wait till he fixes it this afternoon, then call them to see when they can come inspect it. Damn. And then turn it back on. It has been one thing after the next. And then what's your Rutgers schedule look like this I'm week? Supposed to go Friday to Nebraska. All right, From well it's Monday, so I, you you might have you might be good for that. Right. The problem is I'm away until Wednesday. <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, Friday to Wednesday. We go Friday. The game at Nebraska is Saturday. They're staying over, practicing Sunday at Nebraska. Then we're flying to Chicago. We're there Monday. They play Northwestern Tuesday night, and then we're flying back Tuesday night into Wednesday morning. Wow. So, like, I'm gone for, like, I need this to be fixed. Right. I, it's, man. Well, it is uh, Monday. I could fly home. I could fly home. I, and I might. I could fly home Sunday morning and then go meet them Tuesday at Northwestern. That is a possibility. Yeah. I think but, it'll be taken care of by the end of the week. Would you go to a hotel tonight? I found a hotel nearby that actually has is pet friendly. I could bring the cats if I have to. Um, at least for, I mean, we at least got showers in yesterday because everything was working beautifully until this. Yeah. I don't know. It, everything's so cold. Like I'm, I'm in my basement right now. Yeah. With hand warmers in my pockets <laughs> and in my feet. <laughs> it's I'm a, I'm in a ski cap the whole game the whole day. Oh my gosh! How are your kids handling it? Yeah, I tell you, my kids are great. They're fine. 
they laughed. You know, it's it's been okay. It hasn't been terrible. There was a little rough last night, you know, getting them up at midnight and <laughs> putting them in a freezing car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was what it was. I mean, you know. Oh, God. I took pictures of the scene out front. Like, terrible. Yeah, all the sirens or oh, the God. lights. Yeah, like everywhere. So, I don't know. So you would not, you would think you'd stay here. I will tell you, with the blankets and everything, it's not terrible sleeping. The problem is just everything else. Yeah. So, uh you don't have like uh, you can't put your oven on or anything no. as far as like cooking everything nope. all gas is off all gas is is killed to the house we have nothing yeah microwave we have a microwave we have electric okay so there's that and you have the space heaters you say yeah I went and bought one yesterday a big one okay which works okay and it'll heat a room it's not going to heat the house though right that's the problem so yeah it's it, this is just yeah like you need to be in the smaller rooms that you can right. shut the door. Right, but then they say you got to keep the ventilation going. Right, right, you don't want to keep, right. So I can't really do that either. Holy crap. Yes. As you go into the bathroom, it's like you're in an igloo. <laughs> it's just, it is brutal. Can you see your breath when you're walking around your house? No, it's not that. Like I said, it's in the 50s. It's not in the 30s. But I, now, here's my next thing. I'm worried about a pipe bursting now. Right, with the cold. Yeah. It's like, come on, man. So, do your parents live nearby or no? Uh, my parents are a half hour away, and I can't bring the cats there because they have a dog. Oh. Like, we've got plenty of people that will, you know, be more than happy to have us, but not with the cats because they're all dogs. Do Our you... friends are right around the corner. They have a monster dog, though. <laughs> like, that's not going to work. <laughs> and you're not comfortable leaving the cats? Um. Well, I didn't. Uh, I guess we could. It's so cold, though. I mean, could we? I suppose we could. Will they get under blankets on their own? Like, if mm. you left blankets around, would they crawl under them? Or I no? don't know the answer. That's a very good question. Yeah. I don't know the answer to that. Last night, we were definitely, because for a moment, we were going to go to the hotel, because I didn't know if we could come back into the house. And then as I'm laying in bed, I'm like, you know what? We should have went to the hotel, because I'm not going to sleep now. There's no way I could sleep. I feel like, you know, cats live outside sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I know. And they're probably fine. You're right. I don't know. But and so how cold is what's the coldest it got in your house? Fifty two. Okay. Which may not seem so bad. No, it's always funny. It's like when your house is like sixty three, it's freezing. Yes. But outside if you went, Oh, it's sixty three outside, no coat. Oh God, yeah. Especially in the sun. Yeah. I feel like it's grayed out. This is like holy moly. So But when's it supposed to be the cold? On Wednesday night? Uh, Yeah, I think Wednesday night the lowest twelve. Holy crap. That's cold. Yeah, that's cold. And that's when you worry about the house really getting cold and you worry about the pipes. Right. I'm hopeful this guy's coming uh, between noon and four. I'm hopeful that they'll put the furnace in tomorrow. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah, for. that would be good. That'd be great. That would be good. I mean, that, but then again, for the furnace, you need gas. <laughs> oh my God, I just thought of that. Holy crapola. Uh, whatever. Well, hopefully my friend will fix it today. And- yeah. They can come inspect it and do the furnace at the same time. I don't know. Yeah, that's that's a lot. You I think got I got to get the hotel room tonight, though. I do. Yeah. Because I need to shower. I can't, you know. I don't like doing the show when I don't shower. It's a good thing I showered at 7 o'clock last night. Right. Whatever. All right, well, yeah, whatever. All right. All right, well, we'll, uh, we'll get updated tomorrow. That felt good to get that off my chest. Good. Uh, yes, we will get updated tomorrow. All right, well, you have a good day. All right, Jerry, you have a good day. Try to have a good day over there. Yeah, I'll do my best. And then uh, we'll see you back here tomorrow morning at 5 a.m. Done deal. Yes? Yes. So! This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, 
celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Be part of the show. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook. Better odds and favorable prices. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. And I don't even know if an hour will do it justice today. What is up? It's Monday, 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 football Monday. What is up? The Eddie Scazzeri, good morning, good morning. And Al Gabriel Duke, Duquesne University alum, SOB. What's up, man? Oh, good morning, Jerry. Jerry, would you say this weekend's football games were pretty good? (laughs) I'd say pretty good, yes. Pretty good. Pretty good. You know what? I had to take Eddie Scazzeri telling me, you know, listen, I watched all the games. Yeah. So this is in the. Um, uh, this is just where my memory is and what happens uh, from game after game. Eddie goes uh, possibly the greatest weekend uh, football playoff games ever. Might be. I was like, hmm. He goes, you know, all four games ending on like the last seconds. I was like, oh right, game winners. Oh right, right, right. Yeah, all you know, four of them. All four of them. And uh, it's so weird when you like last night's game. You know, was over later than my bedtime. So <laughs> yes. I stayed up till the third quarter, and I said, "You know what? When I get uh, in, I'm going to uh, oh, I'll watch the rest of the game." Did you stay away from the score till you got in? Uh, no, I looked oh. at the score right away. Oh, okay. Which, which is the part that puzzled me because I'm like, forty-two thirty-six. Yeah, the final Chiefs win. Chiefs beat the Bills, and I'm looking and I'm watching, and with within only like <laughs> <laughs> seemed like two minutes to play, the score wasn't near that. I was like, "How are, How did they?" Yeah. Get it was like twenty six twenty one on the drive where I think there were still four minutes left in the game. Yeah, so that's what I said. It, uh, the final two minutes they scored twenty five points. Yeah, and thirty one if you include the overtime drive. Think about that. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it was. It was incredible. You know, but both games. It's funny because you're watching the Bucks make their comeback in the early game, and my first thought was, ugh. Great comeback. 42 seconds, though. A lot of time. And I think LA still had at least one timeout left. I'm thinking, man, in today's day and age, all you need is one pass play and you've got a chance. Let alone they got two and they had a they had a, an easy kick. And then in the second game, and I was not up in the fourth quarter either. I wound up uh, waking up uh, and seeing it and watching it back because I did DVR it. And even that game, I said 13 seconds. I'm thinking, well, probably not. But they had two. They had timeouts, so it's uh, yeah, pretty wild actually. The finishes of these games, right? Bills were up thirty six thirty three with thirteen seconds left, and yeah. they just let Patrick Mahomes go doink 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 field goal. Well, I also think too, and I'm I'm not big on you know it's thirteen seconds. You feel like your defense should do a good enough job uh, to to handle that. They don't. I would have thought, and I actually fast forwarded past this, and I don't know if Nance and Romo spoke about it. I would have thought kick something. I know you're afraid of the return, but any return, unless they call for a fair catch, takes more time off the clock. I don't know if that was a discussion or not, but it was, my goodness, what a game. The quarterback play of yesterday's game between the Chiefs and Bills might be the best I've ever seen combined, you know, for two for two players in one game. 
Yeah, every time they talk about this was the greatest uh, playoff game ever. Well, I, I always go back to that uh, Dolphins Chargers game. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not going there. Where they I mean, there's back so many great games in the history of this league. Right. I mean, there were great games just this weekend alone. We saw. right. Yeah. Well, this one though. That yes and no. I thought the Bengal Titan game, while the finish was great, I thought the game was. Not, I didn't think the game was great personally. Right. Um, I thought the Niners. Packers game was actually I went four for four by the way this weekend I think I have overtaken nice. Boomer yeah I actually had all three of the road teams winning and then I had the uh, the Chiefs winning the late game I think by f- I forget what the uh, spread was three and a half or four whatever so I won all four games but I didn't think that game was great I thought the Niners mucked it up pretty good like they would it wasn't I don't know wasn't like wow what a game to you couldn't get away from it it was a good game it ended good but the game wasn't great and then you know Brady and the Bucks were awful because he was harassed by the LA defensive front and I didn't think I thought it was a great ending that wasn't a great game the Chiefs and Bills was a good game start to finish yeah and, and then it brought up again people I don't know why this happens every time but people then get mad at the overtime rules yes I don't either I don't understand because the Bills didn't get the ball well guess stop what? them right hey Bills you had a three-point lead with 13 seconds to play and you were yeah. kicking off right like stop them yes and then you so you give up that score to tie the game send it to overtime then you let the Chiefs go right down the field and you know what or a touchdown right I was gonna say you give up a field goal at least you get the ball back with a chance don't give them the end zone so I actually like the I don't think the rule is unfair I think the rule we grew up our whole lives Overtime was sudden death, and then people said, this isn't fair. Well, what else do you want to do? Listen, everybody's got to get the ball once. Then what? Come on. Uh, to me, it's more than fair. Don't give up a touchdown. I don't think it's that hard. Right. The field goal didn't seem fair because you, you really only had a complete, like, two decent passes, and you're in field goal range. And these guys are kicking from 60 now yes. all over the place. I agree with you. That, that was not fair any longer. This, to me, is very fair. But the Chiefs marched their asses right down the field and scored a yeah. touchdown. Put it right in your face. You know, it's amazing, too, in terms of the Bills. Did you see, when you watch back the fourth quarter, did you see those two fourth-down conversions? Yes. Josh Allen. Oh, my God. Is he One for escaped? a touchdown. Unbelievable. Really was unreal. Right. Though I'm not even talking about that one, though. You're talking about the one that um, gave him the lead late, which yes. was incredible. I'm, uh, well, whichever one it was. I'm talking about the two where he was being rushed and he's scrambling away oh, yeah. from. I mean, give me a break. I mean, think about the quarterbacks we have in this town. And you watched those two last night. Holy cow. They're, they're two comp- – it's not even the same sport. Right, it's like watching. the minor leagues and the pros. Yeah. Yeah, I the agree. Other, the other thing I was surprised over the weekend, and I couldn't – I guess it's a combination of good defenses or bad offensive lines because we complain here all the time about the Giants' offensive yeah. line, the Jets' yeah. offensive line. Tom Brady was under pressure all game, yeah. right? And 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 Aaron uh, Donald was coming through untouched a lot of times. Yeah. Uh, you watched uh, Joe Burrow get sacked nine times. And they would have lost if Tennessee had anybody better playing quarterback than Ryan Tannehill. It was terrible. And then you have, even last night, those guys are running for their lives yeah. the entire time. So I don't know what, like, how did, I don't know how teams got this far with bad offensive lines. Right, and well, here we use it as an excuse as to why uh, teams only win three games. Well, first of all, Tampa Bay does not have a bad offensive well, line. what happened? Tampa Bay's starting tackle, Tristan Wirfs, yeah. was out, which is why I picked the Rams on Friday. If you remember, even Boomer was like, oh, that's a very good point. I was like, thank you. Um, so Wirfs was out, and they had a kid who was getting run over. The big, I actually believe the biggest reason why they lost that game was because of they're starting, you know, Pro Bowl tackle not playing because Brady, you if you watch Brady all year, I know you've seen a lot of Bucks games. You love the Bucks. 
Um, the one thing he has done, he doesn't get hit ever. He stands in the pocket and has forever to throw. Yesterday he was running for his life, and, and, and he's a, it's exactly how the Giants beat him in the Super Bowl. If you harass Brady, it's different. The difference, I think, for quarterbacks like Josh Allen and, and Patrick Mahomes is their ability to run. I mean, it allows – you can have not the best of offensive lines. If they can make throws like they can and escape like they can, and not many guys can do that, that's that's the difference. It really is. The Bengals should not have won that game the other day. But, again, Ryan Tannehill was terrible. And the Titans are the Titans. So I know anytime too, like I start watching when you watch these uh, pregame shows, when they yeah. super hype up one person, you could expect that person not to dominate a game. And all we saw was King Henry. King Henry. Yeah. Everyone's in their crowns. And I don't know what he ended up with, but I they didn't win. They didn't win. No, they didn't win. And this is Tom Brady. All he, you're right. It's a, it's about the escapability because Brady. All Brady can do is step up. Yeah, he can right? step up and throw. Otherwise, he, can, he just goes down. Yeah, but that's also why he's been in the game and been so durable. Because if he's gonna get hit, he takes soft contact. Except when he gets hit in the jaw, and then it looks like he's you know Apollo Creed in one of the Rocky movies. You're right. Normally, Brady gets like three guys roll on him at one time because they all just converge on him as yeah. opposed to uh, a guy in the open field drilling him. But yeah, Jerry. Uh, Tom Brady was wearing the crimson mask. He was busted <laughs> wide open. That was so stupid, wasn't it? Oh, my gosh. They're like, oh, I got Tom Brady's busted open. <laughs> they said at one point they said going to break, you know, because they kept showing that clip yeah. going to commercial. And I forget what he said. He said, as we get a look at Brady's bloody lip. Like, like, Shut up. Where? <laughs> it's just stop it. He had a little cut. He was fine. And they buy and whatever they did, it was gone in like two minutes. Those Buccaneers, they 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 were fall like the beginning of that game, they were just a mess. They were yeah. falling apart. They were getting they had multiple um uh, unsportsmanlike penalties. Right? Yes. Three of them, I think, in the within the first half for sure. And the Brady one meant nothing because he came right back with a 19-yard yeah. pass play to get a first down. Like one of them, I forget, uh, they said at one point, they said, well, the, that Brady, uh, and they mentioned the other ones, really hurting the Bucks today. Well, the Brady one didn't because he got a first down on the very next play. Right. The Indomitian Sue one did. I agree. That did you them. see on the, on the play to cup, and I don't know if, I, if anybody noticed this. I'm sure someone did. But on the play to cup in over, uh, not in overtime, late in the fourth quarter, after the Bucks tie it, and the Rams get the ball, Cup hits uh, gets the gets the uh, the catch from Stafford that put them at the ten yard line or whatever. It turned out to be the play of the game, and then they kicked the field goal. Did you notice on the replay, Stafford got drilled by Sue, who was so proud of himself after he clobbers him, he starts walking with his back towards the play. And like staring at the crowd, <laughs> like look at me. Meantime, Cubs catching the ball thirty yards down the field. Well, that was the other thing I didn't understand on that play. You're you're deep into the game. You let Cooper Cup run I, right up the middle, one on one. I don't understand. What are they doing? I don't know. And I think that was Antoine Winfield that got beat, and he got beat pretty good. There was that one, and even a couple in the Bills Chiefs games. Like you don't understand how these guys get right. wide like, open. Tyreek Hill just sitting there all by himself. Right. Yeah. It's very bizarre. I gave, I mean, I understand Gabriel Davis isn't their number one go-to guy, but how is he so open all the time? It really was. It was interesting. You're absolutely right about that. And why after the game? Well, actually, this was prior to the game this weekend. They were like, this could be Brady's last game. I thought this guy was going to play till he was like 47 years old. Because something happened. I don't know who. I think someone out of Tampa wrote last Sunday 
that it's possible Brady walks away. Then Ian Rappaport had the report, I think, on Saturday that Brady's being noncommittal. And then he was after the game as well, basically just saying, listen, I, I just lost the game. I haven't thought about it. I, I'm with you. I In all these podcasts and interviews he does, all he talks about is, well, I said 45. Now who knows? Maybe 50. And now all of a sudden we're done? Right. And on know. a loss like that? I no find way. that hard to believe. Although it's weird, and this kind of sucks like with teams. If your team doesn't make it, like you're you're the Bucks, you're the Bills, you know, where you, you just miss out, then all of a sudden, like, your coaching staff gets destroyed yeah. every, because every team is desperate every year. So everyone fires their head coach, and then everyone just grabs a coordinator of a team that's good. 100%. That sucks. I know Dan Quinn's interviewing with the Giants today. You've got uh, – Leslie Frazier has done some interviews, I believe. You've yeah. got um, Eric Bieniemy, I think, is going to have some interviews. So, yeah, that's when you get when you become successful. Now it's where's the next great head coach? So you go to the great teams and the guys that are running offense or defense, or I guess in the Giants' case, in Joe Judge, special teams a couple of years ago, uh, and you pluck them away from good teams. You're right; it's very hard to keep a to keep a, uh, a staff together. Which might be why Brady is like, oh, maybe I uh, got, maybe. maybe I'm done. And the same with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers was talking about uh, not wanting to be part of a rebuild. Oh, Aaron Rodgers has been talking about this forever. Oh, why don't I mean, I, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady just flip? Maybe they go go be teammates trade. and they or, could swap uh, series. What if we traded them? <laughs> Brady, oh, yeah, Brady to the Packers. You know what? Why no? Because when Bra- remember what Brady said when he went to Tampa? What he was looking forward to not freezing his butt off oh, every Sunday. Right. And if you look at that weather yesterday, that was pretty good. I'm just watching the replay of the the floater to Cooper Cup one on one in the yeah, middle I think of the Antoine field. That's Antoine Winfield. I think. 31. Yeah. So. Brady yeah. There pissed. you go. Now. Matt Gay was a horrendous kicker for the Bucks. I actually thought there was, and he missed one earlier. I know it was from 40-something, but I thought there was a chance he shanked it left. But yeah. He didn't. He didn't. He, didn't. he nailed it, Jerry. Yeah. Nailed so. it. Did you watch all of the uh, the Saturday games, too, or just yeah. the Sunday games? Oh, Jerry, I was locked into the NFL. This was the big weekend, the champion, uh, the, uh, the divisional uh, playoffs. Oh, no doubt. Absolutely. And it's interesting, too. You get... You know, Burrow and uh, Mahomes next week as you got two young quarterbacks again. So, although I did, fun. I did fall asleep during uh, Packers Niners. I kept falling asleep when uh, when I woke up. I had to uh, rewatch the <laughs> whole second half. <laughs> By the way, you didn't miss much. Like there was not a lot of scoring in that game. Well, that's and, what, why why it put me to sleep. I was very yeah. sleepy. That was I just had a that, big meal. That game, honestly, it's really. It's odd because I have been on a horrendous streak of picking games. I mean, really bad. And I got all four of them this week. And it's odd to me that all four went kind of the way I thought they would. You know, the Bengal one was a little weird because the game, again, I didn't think it was a good game. But I thought that the Niner-Packer game was exactly what I expected. And then the same thing with um, last night's game I thought would be a shootout. I don't know what I thought about the Bucks and Rams, aside from the fact that I thought Brady would have a tough day. But uh, and good for Matthew Stat. Here, by the way, how about this now? What happens at SoFi Stadium Sunday? Remember last time the Niners were there? What happened? Oh, a lot of Niners fans. They oh, not only were there a lot of Niners fans, Al. The Rams had to go to a silent count because it was so loud. Well, even yesterday at the Bucks game, every time Cooper Cup made a play, you heard "coo." Is that true? I didn't. Yeah. I didn't pick up on that. Yeah, that's interesting. They so the Rams actually Jerry. traveled. They were saying. Cooper. Oh, it's interesting. I didn't realize Ram fans traveled. Unless they were, 
there, uh, it made no sense for them to be booing only when Cooper Cup made a catch. Yeah, I would say that. I, I did not notice that. Yeah. But that, oh, I, I do. Jerry, I'm, I notice a lot of things. You I'm do very, notice a lot of things. You're uh, very smart. Very smart. Thank very you. Observant. So, very observant. Now, so smart. Kelly Stafford can implore Rams fans not to sell their tickets again, like I think she did last week. Well, I did I did see something where they're, they're trying to do something to uh, stop that. I don't know if they're going to try to do like what the um, Tennessee Titans yeah. did with the Bengals. The problem is it's still it's it's San Francisco to L.A. It's not like you're coming from Chicago. It's hard to do. What do you suppose Tom Brady said to the ref that got him to give him the 15 yards? Because it uh, had to be something nasty. I feel like I saw it. Watch, trying to read his lips. I, I feel like he said he hit me in the bleeping chin. Hmm. Something like that. Now, uh, Sean Hockley said to Brady, got in my face in an aggressive manner and used abusive language. Yeah. <laughs> he, he probably added what I said with you bleeping moron. <laughs> By the way, Tom Brady's hair is so thick now. I know. Back when he... you when you Googled Tom Brady from like the early part of his career, he was clearly heading in the balding direction. He had the same male pattern baldness that he's I have. de-aging. Now he's got thick, full hair. It's un- unbelievable. He looks younger now than he did at 35. He really does. But he's quitting now. I feel like he's quitting. Well, well, I don't. I don't think so. He's going to be the MVP. Him or Aaron Rodgers are going to be the two finalists Well, that's why. That's how you go out. If you can't go out with a Super Bowl, yeah, win, you I go suppose. out MVP. That is going out on top. And one other quick one before we take a break. Did you know the rule? So when Mike Evans gets drilled down the sideline and the ball hit the ground just before on the fourth down play, did you know that they were not going to get the ball after that? With what happened now? Remember the play where on fourth down, Brady throws it down the left sideline near the goal line and Weddle comes over. It was unca- It really was an uncatchable ball. Oh, and yes. Weddle just clobbers Mike Evans. Mm-hmm. They throw the flags for a personal foul. And then they come back, and that's the play where, you know, Hockley says, you know, uh, we have a personal foul, illegal hit, whatever. However, uh, since the ball hit the ground just prior to the hit taking place, change of possession because it's a dead ball foul. And so instead of the Rams having a first and ten, uh, I'm sorry, the Bucks having a first and ten, they gave the ball to the Rams. Yeah, I did not surprising. know that rule. Especially since it happened a second after the yes. ball hit the ground. Yeah, and that's what they were saying. Had that happened just prior to it. Yeah. It would have been so very interesting. All right, well, let's take a break. We're late. 20 after 5. We are just getting started. I get the sense this hour is going to go really, really quick. Could be wrong, but you never know. And then you've got Boomer and Geo at the top on the fan. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 525, what's up? It is the warm-up show till 6 o'clock after a crazy football weekend in the NFL as we have the championship games now all set up. You've got the Bengals and Joe Burrow going to Cincinnati. You've got the Rams taking on the 49ers. And away we go. Just two football, I don't count the Pro Bowls, two football Sundays left for this season now. 
I count the Pro Bowl as the greatest weekend of football all year round. <laughs> and a game that you wouldn't be caught dead even looking at. <laughs> Jerry, let's give me let me give you this. Uh yeah. give me the most buzzworthy and the least buzzworthy Super Bowl potential that we have with Niners, Rams, Bengals, Chiefs. All right, well, the Chiefs number one are most bu- buzzworthy. So Chiefs um, uh who? Chiefs Rams or Chiefs Niners more buzzworthy? Chiefs Rams because I think I think sexier names on the Rams, although I think the better game would be Chiefs-Niners. I'm going to go Chiefs-Rams. And the least sexy buzzworthy would be Niners and Bengals. Although that would be the Boomer Esiason rematch. <laughs> it's not, That's what I'm Boomer's, rooting for. Is he suiting up? <laughs> I'm rooting for Bengals. Niners. Yeah. No, I like I, listen, I think that'd be a good game. But you're right. The 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 most sexy game would be Chiefs-Rams because we feel like we would get a whole bunch of scoring. I was going to say, what do you think the over-under gets set at? Over-under. 82.5 now. Uh, so then the Chiefs and Rams have opened as uh, title game favorites in each would, of their uh, games. I would think so. Would you? Yeah, that over-under's got to be around 50, right? I would think so. Yeah. Has to be. I would think like 51, Jerry. That'd be my guess. Not 69. 69. <laughs> now, watching all the offense this weekend, uh, going back and forth, I have no interest in the Giants interviewing any defensive coordinators. <laughs> I don't. I saw like the Giants are interested in talking to the Bengals defensive coordinator that you've never heard of. Not interested. Like the well, Giants score, scored uh, like 20 points in, total in three three or four weeks the last uh, weeks of the season they need an offensive guy in here so we could see games like we watched yesterday or you need a good offensive mind as your offensive coordinator it's very possible oh. like i think like it wasn't andy Reid a defensive guy i don't know see i think and see here's the thing i think you can be offense defense special teams i don't think it matters if you get the guy that can play you adapt well, that was and the other le- funny thing. They're like, although, oh, the, you know, because the Giants got that dude from Buffalo. Yeah. They're like, he's going to get the next Josh Allen. But, no, Josh Allen is Josh Allen. <laughs> you think right? he's going to go plug Josh Allen the third? <laughs> or he's not going to turn Daniel Jones into Josh Allen just because he drafted Josh Allen. Like, that's doesn't make sense. No, you need – I'll tell you this, though, and I do mean this. You know, after watching Jimmy Garoppolo on – uh, Saturday? Saturday night. Saturday. After watching Ryan Tannehill and the Titans on Saturday afternoon, I will say, and I do believe this, you can actually win with Daniel Jones if the stupid kid could stay on the damn field. Because there are quarterbacks that he's got more skill than. And I do believe that. And these other teams are, look at, Jimmy Garoppolo's in the championship game. Because their team's better. And was in a Super Bowl a couple of years ago. I mean, and if you look at that Niners defense, like the Niners scored 13 points Saturday. 13! And they're in the championship game. Hmm. That sounds very giant-like, 13 points. That is very giant-like, 13 points. They would put up 13 points week after week after week. I have You're a, you're a big football guy. I have oh, a very interesting question guy. for you. Would you, if I gave you the choice to pick one team, that you could watch over and over and you would think would be most successful. And this goes to my point about building a team and how you do it. Would you pick the 85 Bears or would you take the Kurt Warner Rams, the greatest show on turf? Kurt Warner Rams. You would? Yeah. I'm not a big defensive guy. But you remember that defense. That's the best defense I ever saw. Yeah, but I, I like offense. 
I like guys I guess with the way the game. See, it's weird because with the way the rules are now and with the way the game is played, I, pr- I probably would agree with you at this point that I would take the Kurt Warner Rams and a team like that. But, my God, then you see a team like the Niners go into Green Bay and just harass Aaron Rodgers, shut down the run game, get physical with the Rodgers. You know where it comes down to, too, and I do believe this as well, is the way the game's officiated. If you let these teams play football and you're not throwing flags every third play, you know, you can play defensive style, but you're, you're right. I don't know that you can do that every week. I don't know how guys, I guess you, when you get out on the field and it's a heated game, you can't control yourself. But, but guys getting like all of these, like guys rip their helmets off right yeah. after a play, guys getting guys' faces where you can't taunt. And then and then you see people right to go, oh, they got to get rid of these taunting penalties. No, just stop taunting other players. I think what you said is right. I think it's such a, I think the intensity of the game, it's it's something most of us cannot understand. I think the the speed, the violence, and the intensity of the game I think you lose your mind for a, a brief moment. It was weird in the the uh, Bucks game, right? Bucks Rams. Yeah, beautiful weather. Weather was not a factor, and f- I think the Rams lost four fumbles. Yeah, sure. It's not like it was, you know, raining. Muddy, there weren't slick balls. Sli- there weren't slick balls. It was amazing how like the Bucks would make a mistake, Brady would make a mistake, and then. Jesus would give it right back to him with a fumble. <laughs> why, why are you saying that? Well, I'm just saying, like, like it was really like working out for Tom Brady yesterday. Well, I will say that one play. <laughs> yeah, how about the snap by the center? <laughs> Where you thought the game was over? Oh yeah, the strip sack of I think it was right after the strip sack of Brady, and then the center. I it seemed to me, it seemed to me. That they had a pretty good system down. The guard would point, put his hand down, center knew to snap it. And on that one play, you would have thought that he had a bet on the game because he didn't wait for the point. He just launched that thing. He just snapped the ball in the other, like Cooper Cup fumbling the ball. Not, yeah. not very like him either. Like it was a lot of weird things happening then in that uh, Bucks game. Yeah, it was it was a crazy second half. I agree. Well, it was a crazy game, actually, but you're right. Well, they I feel like they stopped the Bucks for well, they did. They stopped the Bucks for three quarters. Sure did. And then uh, Tom Brady finally figured it out. Three TDs in the final uh, Which, 16 minutes. I mean, give me a break. And that's the other thing, too. Someone, I saw someone post on Twitter, and I do in a, in a weird way agree with them, that 27-3, fourth quarter, man, is that really surprising, except that it's really predictable. How so? Well, you've seen Brady do it before. There's no way this is going to end in a blowout, and you almost sit there and wonder. I mean, you know, what are we doing? And kind of like what you're talking about, these plays that God helped the Bucks. Yes, yeah, Jesus <laughs> helped the Bucks. There's a part of you. It's a small part, but there's a part of you that says, I mean, are we scripting this thing? Come on. When the Bucks were down big, uh, the, a couple times they went to the sideline when uh, the Rams got the ball, and uh, they'd hit show Brady, and Blaine Gabbert is talking to him. Like, what is <laughs> what Blaine is saying? Gabbert saying? You know, Tom, in my experience, I wouldn't know what to do. <laughs> Here's what I would do, Tom. I know you're looking at the tablet there. Or do you think he just listens as Brady screams and complains? And I don't, I don't know, because it looked like what you were just saying, that it looked like he was giving him advice. My question would be, if that's the case, at any point, does Brady turn to him and say, all due respect, you're Blaine Gabbard. Get the F out of my face. Yeah. Would you mind shutting up? <laughs> uh, it's fun. Now, do you think Byron Leftwich or Todd Bowles gets a job? Yes. Yeah, I do too. I think either one or both of them might. I don't know why. Uh, I like Bruce Arians, I thought, 
but when they were losing 27-3, he looked so douchey on the sideline. <laughs> well, he looked miserable. Yeah, but that, but for some reason I was taking pleasure in his misery, even though I'm a Bucks fan. Well, that's a loose term. Uh, yeah, but, but there was just something about him like being, I don't know, I guess with him smacking the player the previous week, there was just something that I was enjoying about him losing. <laughs> I didn't see. I really, I, I had my own issues this weekend, so I was not on Twitter very much. But the one time I put it on yesterday that I logged in, yeah, I saw your tweet at the top that said Bruce Arians needs to start smacking his players. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> I made me laugh. I was I thought that was funny. Let's start doing some flying elbows, smacking guys <laughs> in the face. We got to get it. They were they were they had no life. Boys, let's wake up. I know it is funny how or interesting how a team can be so good all year and then come out. And again, I think a lot was dictated by who wasn't available for the Bucs and who was playing for the Rams. But you look at a team that won, what they win, 13 games, the Bucs, right? 12 and then one last week. Yeah. You know, you look at a team that's got 13 wins to their credit, and you're watching them in the first half of that game saying, what are they doing? Like, they got to be better than this. And they weren't. So Yeah, that was weird, like, like the offensive line situation. I was like, I thought, like, what's going on here? But then the Rams, you know, they've got a dominant defensive line. Exactly right. <laughs> now, did of- you see... Did you see that A Rod was getting blamed for the yeah? Um, so stupid. I did for the Packers loss because uh, A Rod was at the game with a mystery blonde woman. They, they make it seem like A Rod had this miserable career. Yeah, that had the worst luck. Of, no, the, the, what A Rod did to himself, A Rod did to himself. He did win a World Series. It's not like he was a complete and utter bust. I mean, my God, he put up monster numbers, had MVP seasons. I, this, I, I, you don't like him. I get it, but let's not make it like he's this big jinx. Well, A Rod was in the stands. He I wasn't know. in some bougie box. He was in the stands I wearing a Packers him. hat with a mystery blonde woman also wearing a Packers hat. I noticed. Do you think we'll get to find out who the mystery blonde blonde woman is? I'm sure someone has uncovered that already. And if not, TMZ will it. by noon. Yeah, I'd love to know who this uh, gal is. You know, when I saw that, what was odd to me was I didn't recognize him because I'm like, I saw people posting, you know, oh, of course he's there, and I'm like, who are we looking at? You, know, you like didn't time recognize A Rod because of the uh, he was wearing the Packers hat. Yeah, I didn't recognize him at first, and then when someone said A Rod's there to see A Rod, I'm like, oh, I got gotcha. you. Oh, oh, yeah. Anyway, all right, let's take a break. It's five thirty-seven, soon to be five thirty-eight. We got a Boomer and Geo football Monday for you. Don't go away. Going to be a big day right here on the fan. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello there. Uh, quarter to six, warm-up show till then. You get uh, Boomer and Geo at the top of the hour. Real quick, before you move on to your next topic, Al, did you, I just saw on sports, and I'm sure Eddie saw it too. I only say this because this is incredible to me. So Kansas State women's basketball, I know you're on fine. Uh, there was a girl yesterday. She went 23 of 30 for 61 points setting a women's NCAA record. Can you imagine 23 of th- and they beat a really good team. How about that? How she and how many points did she score? 61. How did she score 61 if she only shot oh, three pointers? 
Uh, some three-pointers, some three-point plays, free throws, yeah. Can she dunk, though? Probably not. Um, if not, really close because there were a lot of plays. She's a she's a she's um, probably a center or a forward, and she was definitely bigger than most of the girls on the floor, and there was a lot of back-to-the-basket uh, hoops that she had where she was in close and got really – so I don't know. I'm not sure if she can or she can't, but if not, she's right there. From downtown, yeah. yes. 61 points. 61. <laughs> so congratulations to Ayoka Lee. Hey, good for you. What, what team she play for? Kansas State. Kansas State. Well, they had a big uh, Kansas had a very big day yesterday. Uh, Kansas okay. City Chiefs, Jerry. Yes, but that's in Missouri. Oh, I don't so think confusing. K-State's in, in So Missouri. confusing. Oh, no, it was really cool. You know how I love um, uh, submarine pitchers? You know, I reference uh, Dan, Dan Quisenberry and Kent DeColvey. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, Jim Nance referenced Dan Quisenberry yesterday. Oh, I didn't notice that. Oh, yeah. When um, <clears throat> when Patrick Mahomes threw, like, sort of this, like, sidearm yes. pass, he goes, right. it's like Dan Quisenberry in these parts That's of right. Town. You know what? Now that you say that, yes. Yeah. That was – he, by the way, Josh Allen did that, too, a couple of times. Yeah, by the way – I did that when I would play two-hand Dutch in the street. It's not that difficult to throw a sidearm pass. We make uh, you it did le- it two-hand Dutch in the street with yeah. a guy counting to seven Mississippi yes. before he could rush you as opposed to seven beasts coming at but you. But they act like a sidearm pass. I mean, are we that? Well, I think it's the fact that you're a v- it's not so much that you're making the throw. It's, I think, the ability to adjust on the fly when you see the defender jumping up to block the pass that you can shift your arm angle and just boom right past as opposed to you just doing it because you know Johnny Milstein you know was six Mississippi here I come <laughs> Side arm. but I don't know they make a name sometimes they make a big deal out of nothing well how, how come Vinny Testaverde never did it I don't know I, I don't know why I just thought of Vinny Testaverde why you gotta throw him under the bus Steve Walsh ever do it uh well that guy barely played I'm talking about like guys up like I'm sure. I'm sure Joe Montana's. I'm sure Boomer threw some sidearm passes. Ask him this morning. What about Steve Young? Steve Young. By the way, do you, I'm going to ask because this commercial runs nonstop during football. Viagra. Uh no. Uh, those are done. Those progressive. No, the um, the commercial where the guy wants to use the squeegee at the gas station and the gas station yes, with the electric car. Yeah, I agree with the gas station attendant. <laughs> if you don't get gas, you don't get to use the squeegee. I, yeah, I'm okay with that. And no you don't gas, get to no use squeegee. the restroom either. Right. Yeah. That's, not, that, that's not a free squeegee stop. <laughs> that's if you sad. get gas, you may use our squeegee. I have no problem with that. I also don't see the squeegee at many gas stations no. anymore. No, they've Some, abandoned the squeegee. You know, when I actually pumped gas, that was mandatory. Yes. We had to do the windows. You had to squeegee somebody? When we Yes. When, we, when I was pumping gas at the Gulf Station in Hazlitt and in Seabright, same owner, Mike Cafone was the owner, great guy. That was his rule. You better ask if they want their oil checked, and you had to squeegee their windows. And if you didn't, there'd be hell to pay. And he would send friends in to make sure that you were squeegee doing, checks. Yeah, doing well, not check. You had to do the windows and then ask if they wanted their oil checked. And everyone saw no gas, no squeegee. Yeah, no gas, no squeegee. It's no not a gas, free squeegee. No squeegee. I don't even mind if they don't squeegee, but have a squeegee available with nice fresh water. Yeah, well, that's the other thing. In a lot of places where you do see the squeegee, you go to use it, and the the water's black. Yeah, it's disgusting. Right. They're not changing it. Uh, Here's a great tweet from, uh, this is a fake account, unless you think it's a real person, Jerry, a fake Lieutenant Frank Drebin from Police Squad, but he writes to us quite often. That'd be cool if it was the real guy. Uh, This is great. Uh, Chiefs and Bills combined for 25 points in the final two minutes. Yeah. 
Giants, Giants scored 26 points in their final four games. <laughs> Which means what? 240 minutes. I mean, it's unbelievable. I know. Well, that's why the head coach is gone. And that's why we need an offensive-minded ha- uh, ha- uh, uh, head coach. Or a dynamic offensive coordinator. You need a, you need a great offense. Why is Sean McVay a head coach right now? Because he's handsome. Because yeah, <laughs> he, he did great things offensively. You know, I Where mean, did he come from? That's a good question. Was McVeigh in Washington? I think he was. I don't know. Google. Sure. Just Google <laughs> it. Google it. I don't remember. Uh, by the way, I, I like this uh, kicker for the Bengals, Evan McPherson. Yeah, they call him Money Mac. Uh, Gina came up with a nickname for him while we were watching a game out at a uh, local bar having uh, some food. Look at you, some drinks, food, and football. Uh, yeah, uh, for the second half of the Bengal game, and uh, she, she called him McFearless. There you go. I like that. I told her I would use that and give her proper credit. I think that's uh, well done on her part. McFearless. Did I mean, that guy's a rookie. I think he's nailed all his kicks, too. Uh, I think he, str- he maybe. I thought he struggled a little bit in the very beginning, and he has been the best kicker ever since. Boomer reference, you know, we talked about Joe Burrow taking nine sacks on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, and at halftime or pregame or postgame, one of them must have been postgame, Boomer talked about uh, Joe Burrow, how it was good that he takes sacks. And doesn't throw stupid passes. Yeah, but I feel like, I feel like he takes too much, like, just throw the ball out of bounds. Yeah, but well, then you get intentional grounding if you're not outside the tackle. No, box. you got to get out of the bo- out of the pocket. Not so easy to do. Because like taking sacks, that means you're getting hit a lot. That can't be good. I mean, Brady got sacked three times and hit seven more. I yeah, believe. they were never smacking him around. Why yeah. doesn't every team do that? Because you, as you said, the Giants did it to beat They're them. Not capable of the, it. The Jets did it in the Rex Ryan uh, year where they made that run. Yeah, but Al, that's like saying why don't why doesn't, doesn't every team have a guy that can come up with twenty sacks in a season? They're not that, that good. Yes, why don't we find one of those guys? That's why Aaron Donald is considered by some the best football player in the NFL. Like he's that good defensively. Most teams don't have that. But why Actually. wouldn't like and and why didn't they put? I don't understand like why they had. Well, Worfs even played yesterday, right? He didn't play. He didn't play at all. No, the but, center had uh, Jensen played because he didn't practice. Jensen and Warps did not practice Friday or Thursday, and it looked like both of them would miss the game. Jensen was back. Warps was out. Well, the one dude who was uh, blocking uh, Donald, he he was limping. They still had him in the game. Like what? Are because we they doing? were very thin on the offense. You don't have a lot of offensive linemen on a roster. And then one time, Gronk blocked. You know, helped helped yeah, out on him. a block. Yeah. yeah. Well, and he couldn't go out in a, in a route. Right. And I think he went out in the next play, and I think Brady got hit and sacked. <laughs> really, is, is amazing, actually. Yeah, they were smacking him around. Like, that's the blueprint. The problem is teams can't do it. You know? I mean, there are teams, you think, I mean, you pick a crappy team. I guarantee you. Like, how Jets. many sacks do you think the Jets had this year? Not many. Not, I would think not many, because if they did and they were pressuring the quarterback like crazy, they'd be in every single game. But not every team can't do it. That's why... Like, the Cowboys had this great defensive season, mostly because they were turning teams over. You don't get the turnovers. Teams go up and down the field on you if you're not getting to the quarter. It's why it's really why I think Dak struggled. The times he had struggled, I thought the Cowboys' offensive line was terrible. They got run over in that playoff game. Can't win. It's hard to do. It's really Unless the other team stinks and, you know, Ryan Tannehill's the quarterback. All right, let's take a break. We got to go. It's uh, 552, soon to be 553. Al told me in my ear he's got one cool story that he's saving for the other side of this. And then we'll get you Boomer and Geo right now on Odyssey Sports Minute with Amy Long.
It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. All right, we got a couple more minutes till we get you to the top wild day in the NFL. Of course, the Chiefs, the overtime win. Uh, yesterday, the Rams beating the Bucks. Nets lost last night in Minnesota. The Knicks did win, and the Devils lost. And some uh, Giants uh, news today. Dan Quinn will be interviewing with the Giants. Yep, absolutely. Oh, no one tells Sal. <laughs> I'm he pretty is sure not going to like that. <laughs> he had he had game story about today, so he was okay. <laughs> and it was weird. There was uh, I see that uh, Wink Martindale, the uh, yes. Ravens defensive coordinator, is fired. Like a, I feel like a year ago or two years ago. Everyone was all in on that dude to be like a head coach. Yeah, because their defense was tremendous. Right, and now and then now the guy gets let go. I think like Friday, and I heard not a single team link to that guy. Yeah, I didn't either. I've not heard of him interviewing anywhere. Weird. Maybe he'll be the new defensive coordinator with the Giants. Buzz, no buzz for him. <laughs> no, buzz. no buzz. He no had buzz. buzz. Now he has no buzz. And who was the other guy? That I saw you put it on the show sheet. Yeah. Who the hell did the Giants interview for for Noonan? Noonan? <laughs> the Bengals. <laughs> the Bengals defensive coordinator. Yeah. No way. Noonan? No. That's hey, got to be. Noonan. <laughs> that's got to be a no. He's from Staten Island. I don't care. That that's doesn't awesome. equal wins. I, I, did, I don't know who he is. Me neither. But I don't cover the NFL like Boomer does. I do. <laughs> You're lucky you watch these games this week. WFAN and WFAN FM and HD1, New York.